0: back to another episode of chop it up oh my gosh you guys i am so excited about today's chop it up you guys know i always say that we have amazing guests but really today i we have exceptional guests and i'm so so honored and i want to thank you both for joining us today on chop it up you guys ready to chop it up
1: we're ready thank you so. having us
0: All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, before we introduce our special guests for the evening, and this is the first time we have two. Yes. (laughs) This is the first time we have two, but we are so blessed. And we, again, we just want to thank you publicly for your support of our podcast. We Chop It Up is a podcast that's developed really to speak to creatives such as yourself that is doing amazing things in the community. And it's an honor really to have you.
1: Thank you so much for having us. We really awesome,
0: are- awesome. So let me get into the bio. So we got to, you know, so we can get all the juicy tidbits. But before we tell you guys the episode for tonight, let me get into the bio. Jeremy and Joshua are twin brothers that have worked relentlessly to acquire success. Their entry into entrepreneurship started at age 12 when they created a business taking out their neighbor's trash cans. After having that experience, they realized that they love hustling and making money. Growing up in a home where their single mother faced foreclosure as she worked 22 hour days to provide for them. The twins were inspired to create something greater for themselves and their future families. Throughout their entrepreneurial journey, they started several businesses such as lawn service in high school, promotional marketing, and custom clothing in college. Then a niche dental cleaning business, which they successfully exited after 18 months. With these experiences under their belt, the duo wanted to get into an industry that provided greater flexibility while also remaining lucrative, fun, Mm. and challenging. Here enters real estate. Woo! (laughs) Yes. So today, Jeremy and Joshua have flipped, I got to repeat that again. Today, Jeremy and Joshua have flipped over 35 million. Okay, we need some bomb drops in here, all (laughs) right? 35 million worth of real estate, building a seven-figure real estate portfolio, rental portfolio, and educating others about the ups and downs of investment. Mindset is the most imperative factor when starting a business, the twins noted. Being an entrepreneur is not easy. If you have a negative mindset, it will deter you when obstacles arise. After nearly four years in the industry, Jeremy and Joshua have learned, have begun also to create resources to pass on lessons that they have learned throughout the course of their career. Their greatest piece of advice is track everything. Gentlemen, welcome to Chop It Up. How are you?
1: Man, your energy got me so excited for this interview, man. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, OK, yeah. first, and,
0: first and foremost, who's Jeremy? Who's Joshua?
1: I'm Jeremy. I'm the good looking one. All right. I'm, I'm Joshua, and I'll let the audience be the pick. I mean, i That's don't...
0: right. <laughs> I love it. (laughs) Exactly. So guys, you know, listen, I am so honored to have you. And what I love about the virtual world that we live in now is that you guys are in Miami and I'm in New York City and we can make it happen. Yes.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Yes. Uh, Listen, I am so honored because real estate is such a hot topic right now. And I know you guys know that very well, but... What I wanted to do with your intro, I really wanted to take the time to allow our listeners, because we do have a diverse listener pool, right? We have millennials such as myself. We have a little bit older folks as well. And we have everyone in between that really listens to this podcast. And so what I wanted to do is, because a lot of time we look at uh, success as, especially now with social media, as something that happened like microwavable. And you guys can agree with that. So I really Yeah, I really wanted to take my time to read your bio because from the beginning to where you are today, it's so amazing that you never gave up and also too, you have broken the statistic. You know what I'm saying? Uh Yeah, and so I just love that. So just elaborate with us, share with us, what motivated you to get into real estate? Besides what I read, what really motivated you to get into this business?
1: I'll let my brother tell it. So yeah, and I'll keep it, I'll keep it. I'll keep it short. So yes. long story short, I was uh, preparing to have, this was, we had the cleaning company and we were making okay money doing that. And at the time I found out I had a baby on the way and I came to Germany and I'm like, look, this is not gonna cut it, yo. Like what we're making is not gonna be able to support me and the baby. I heard an ad on the radio and I said, and I, I, I texted him, I said, look, I heard this ad. We probably should look into doing this. Long story short, we went to a seminar, and we went to another seminar, and from there, um, we did our first deal, and that's got us into real estate.
0: Wow! Just like that. How many? What's the time frame we're looking at? How many years?
1: As far oh. as being, how long we've we been into real estate? Yes. Four and a half years.
0: Four and a, oh wow! So four and a half years. Your portfolio is thirty-five million deep. That's not natural that's not, that's not natural. So, we're so we're blessed. We're blessed. Yeah. We're going to get to that though. We're going to get to that. That's amazing. So, okay. All right. So you talk, you spoke about a seminar. So would you say also to, as people are listening, is it good to also invest in yourself, invest in your education, professional development?
1: The best yeah. investment. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to finish the sentence. The best investment you can make in is the investment in yourself. If you're not willing to do that, why would anybody else want to do that? I'll leave that answer. I'll leave it just as that.
0: Right. Absolutely. I agree. I definitely agree. All right. So walking through your portfolio, so you have rental properties. Do you have also commercial properties? Are you kind of like, what is the deal with that?
1: So One one thing that I want to make sure that the audience know, because we don't like to ask the after fluff. Our portfolio does not equate to $35 million. We flip $35 million worth of of, of property, but our actual our our portfolio does not equate to 35 minutes. So I want to put that out there. But for us, you said walk well, you through it. So we flip properties. So what you see on HGTV, we buy them, fix them up, and resell them. We we buy properties and keep them as rentals. And we also do ground up development of smaller multi-units that we keep as well. We eventually on the path to do bigger projects.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. No, I love the fact that you put that little disclaimer out there.
1: <laughs> Listen, we live in the world full You don't want
0: to get robbed. <laughs> no,
1: nah, nah, it, nah, it ain't it ain't it ain't even about getting robbed. It's just we live in a world full of fluff. And my brother and I have made it a point that we would not do that. We're gonna always keep it a hundred with people, as we like to say. I'm gonna keep it, I'm gonna keep it hundred with you and let you know the real facts about you know what we have going on. So yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I agree. I agree. Absolutely. I think we can all interpret that as well. But absolutely. I agree. So you know what? I honestly like I'm gonna be real with you guys. So I wanted to get into the real estate game. And I've always admired the game. There's a lot of juggernauts online that's killing it, including you all. Um, What would you say? what would your advice be for someone like me that's a little scared, that's a little wary? I don't have a crazy portfolio by no means, but I definitely understand you know, investing and I, I understand also creating generational wealth. So what would you say? What are some good steps to someone my, like myself that can take as they branch into investing or looking for uh, real estate opportunities?
1: Um, we've been involved and we have, we're involved right now in a lot of different companies. And the easiest way to put this is action kills all doubt. Number one, you just got to take action. A lot of times people try to make it, try to be perfect before they get started and you'll never get started. You'll never know how far you can grow if you don't get started. So just take action. That's number one. Um, you just want to take action, figure out what it is that you want to do, whether it's fixing and flipping, buying rent, who's wholesaling And then just take action on on, uh, what role would you choose to take? Amazing. Absolutely.
0: What are some states? So I recently, oh, Jeremy, sorry.
1: No, no, no. But as far as taking action, I definitely agree with that. I would also say, make sure you educate yourself. Even if you want to do YouTube University, go ahead and do that. But I would highly advise everybody, invest in yourself, spend some type of money, do whatever you got to do to go find some type of mentor some type of coach that can really show you proof make sure they can show you proof of what they've done and go and learn from them. That's just how, that's exactly how my brother and I, we got started. We hired a coach. We spent over $60,000 on hiring two mentors and one a of credit them, card debt, credit yeah. card debt, not, not our own money. We didn't have the money. Yeah. One the first mentor that we hired for 50,000, it didn't work out. We hired another one for 15,000 and that one worked out. So. Wow. But I'll tell you, make sure you make sure you hire somebody that, can show you proof of what they've done, and then learn from them.
0: Yeah. You know what? It's funny you said that, that, you know, the first person that you hired, it didn't work out. What are some, you know, like maybe red flags someone should be looking out to when they are considering investing? Definitely.
1: I think, number one, it depends on what type of investing you want to do. So if you want to start fixing and flipping houses, you want to be able to not only See hoods of houses that they flip, but you want to be able to go see properties that they're working on. So I think definitely that's number one. They need to show you facts and and data that this is actually my property. So that's from a real estate perspective. But yeah, I want to make sure you—he answers your question. Your question was whether what what red flags they should look for in hiring a mentor. That was your question, right? No, it it just. I'm sorry.
0: Right. Um, No, in terms of investing in properties.
1: Okay, um, whew, that's a good question. What red flags, Josh, would you say when you, when you first started investing? So, I mean, as for the, the first thing you want to do, like, like we said, I, I, we're firm believers on educating yourself. So hire a mentor, find a mentor, find somebody that can, that have made the mistakes, um, so that have made the mistakes that you don't want to make. That's number one. Um, so having somebody that can take you under their wing, I think that's super, super important. Um, number two is before, if you're buying a property, you want to make sure you get an inspection done. Cause even to this point, we've been doing this four and a half years, 350 plus deals in, and we still make small mistakes or some mistakes when we're buying properties. So you want to make sure when you're buying a house, you, you get an inspection report done. Um, but don't let that inspection report scare you because you may see that inspection report and may think, Oh my God, like I shouldn't buy this property. I shouldn't. This is this is this is a big deal. So that that's I want to make sure that we make that clear that, yes, you want to get an inspection report done, but don't let that don't let what you see on that report stop you from chasing your dreams.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. I was speaking to a few years back. I had met a colleague of mine. She wanted me to get into the business of flipping houses, like distressed houses, right? So I was a little wary at first in terms of doing it, like you said, Jeremy, about credibility. She was, you know, she had teamed up with someone that I didn't really know much about. And like you said, everybody is, some a lot of folks fake it to make it, per se, you know? Um, and so I didn't really trust the situation so i was kind of like nah i don't want to do it but now i'm years later five ten years later it's crazy everybody flipping houses so right so what would you say about someone that's a little bit skeptic you know just getting involved you know like you said taking massive action what would you say to someone like that
1: if, what, if, if, some, if someone is skeptic that's that's something that they have to deal with themselves internally we have, we have access to so much right now that you can learn whatever you want to learn for free. You can see whatever you want to see for free because everything is out there. So if you are a skeptic, that's something that you have to look yourself in the mirror and ask, and ask yourself why. Mm. Are, you, are you a skeptic because of the fear that you have or, the, or you're in the, uh, the fear that you have and not having confidence in yourself and your abilities? Or you're a skeptic because you think this person doesn't align with your core values and what you believe in. So you gotta ask yourself, like, why? Why are you a skeptic of something that essentially has been done for probably more than 50 to 100 years? And when I and when I say that, I mean I'm talking about in terms of flipping houses. Because right now, I can name you 10 big time flippers in my own market. So like, if, if I can name you 10, that should show that that's right. That's proof in the pudding right there. So why why would somebody be skeptical?
0: Yeah, like you're right, and a lot of times, sometimes we we are. Let's be real. This is chop it up. We are skeptic working with our own, with our you know folks that look like ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this is. We got to be real, right? She's
1: in the honey, Josh. Stop <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, playing with her, yeah. Right? <laughs> She's giving a hundred and chopping it up, sir.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean that's unfortunate. So I wanted to ask you about that. What is when you? encounter those obstacles how do you counteract it when you have an investor that might look like you want to invest don't really know you know what they invest in how do you counteract those type of um you know um interactions
1: for us before we do business with anybody before we take money from anybody we do we have a dating period So, um, this chop it up. So, I'm gonna keep it straight with you. Like, before you get in bed with somebody, you're gonna date them, right? You're gonna see what they're like. So, no, no, we live in a different world, brother. We live in a different world, okay? Oh, no,
0: no, no. We're gonna keep it real. This is chop it up. It's, we're gonna keep it real.
1: She keeps it real. (laughs) Yes. But, but, Technically, that's what most people do. Go ahead, Josh, I'm sorry. Right, yeah.
0: technically,
1: right. Yeah, but like before you, you, you want to know who you're doing business with, you want to understand their likes and like you want to make sure that your core values align because I'll give you a perfect example. When we first started in real estate and we start raising money, all money is not good money. So we took money from the wrong people when we first got started uh, and nothing against them, but it was, they didn't align with us, they didn't align with our core values. So you definitely want to date a person before you do business with them
0: mm. yeah you're right that's it that's it and I'm
1: if- sure, and I'm sure I'm, I'm sorry I'm sure your audience is probably asking what does that look like what is dating what is dating somebody look like that was the follow-up question <laughs> yeah, going, 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 out, going out to lunch with them understanding their background understanding their accomplishments and just constantly talking to them until you feel comfortable until you feel comfortable getting in bed with them it's just it's no different than dating. It's no difference than real life dating. It's the same exact thing.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you dance it with the devil though.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> then, uh, again, sometimes that happens in life. Sometimes you can date a person and it doesn't turn you could date a person for three, four years and it doesn't turn out. I mean, that's life. It happens. But you know, in business or even in life, you want to take those precautionary steps. It may not always work out in your favor, but more than likely you're going to learn some lessons along the way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So what I heard is taking your time, definitely seeking out a mentorship, right? Don't develop the mindset of skepticism, right? Look into that. That's what I heard so far. I don't know what you guys, our listeners, what you heard, but what I definitely heard are those key factors. I definitely love what you said, uh, Joshua. And being that, in, and speaking in that same vein, you know, let's talk a little bit about the spirituality aspect. You know what? Because it's all holistically related. I oh. noticed online that you all every deal that you have made uh mostly you always uh credit god and and god to god be the glory and that's amazing that's beautiful do you believe that your faith has definitely guided you thus far
1: hundred percent hundred percent those those times when it get tough because it will get tough i don't want nobody to think like instagram only put up only instagram only put up wins there are there are way more failures than there are no let me not say that there are a few failures. And there are a lot of wins. So for us, you know, one of my guiding scriptures is, "I can do all things through Christ that script that strengthens me." Because sometimes when I feel like, "Dang, can I really do this?" So for me, I know faith has been a huge part in in, in my at least my success personally. Yeah. I can't speak yeah. God. No, and I I agree. I agree. Like you know, God has put us in rooms and in places that without him, I don't think we will be there. We've grown our business um, you know, through our faith because God God has guided us and opened up the doors that needed to be opened and shut the doors that needed to be shut.
0: Mm. But do you feel that sometimes, you know, folks wrestle with their faith or their spirituality sometimes when they're making real money like you know how they say you know the church folks say that you know money's the root of all evil so do you feel like when you're making real money you no. feel like it could-
1: the love it says the love of money we gotta we, we always miss that 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 word we do
0: we do yeah
1: i truly believe that god doesn't want us to be poor i truly like the, the bible tells you that God, we were supposed to have life and life more abundantly. What does abundance mean, right? Mm. So for me, I, I truly believe that when certain people say that, they are not—they uh, are not well versed, at least in my opinion, on the scripture. I just—I don't believe that God wants His people to be poor. I just—I just don't believe that. If you could show me in the Bible where it says God, life is supposed to be poor and miserable and a lot of heartache. Then I believe that, but the Bible that I believe in, what I read, says life more abundantly.
0: Yeah, but you know what? There's also a conversation with when you have, when you gain more, right? Like Biggie, Biggie Small said, "Funny we said Biggie, more money, more problems." A Ooh. lot of times with folks when they're making, you know, massive amount of money, they forget God. They forget they the love and the sometimes you know the chase of it all. You know what I'm saying? Gets when involved you know. and they start making decisions that's ungodly, like you know?
1: I I, one, I want to correct you. More money doesn't equate to more problems. More money creates more options. You have more, more options. The more money you have, the more options you have. That's number one. And then as far as, you know, the, the people that turn from God, that's a character problem. That means their relationship, they wasn't rooted in, in, in Christ from the start. So it, it has nothing to do with their faith. They, money doesn't, what, what's the saying? Money exposes who you truly are so and and that's all it is so before you had the money you never had that deep-rooted relationship or you never had a faithful relationship with christ that's just my my take on it
0: yeah all right i got you i got you all right well we go
1: other thing though we cannot we cannot control other other people and we cannot we cannot be concerned about other people's actions so if you're saying i mean if, if somebody's saying that oh man anybody that has money they turn away from god that's your view and your perception of the world because that's what you've seen. Continue to do more research and see that there are people out with tons of money: T.D. Jakes, Joel Osteen. I can keep naming. Not, not even people. Not even. Don't those call Joel fast.
0: Osteen. He's under fire right now. He yeah, bought like a yeah, Ferrari. Yeah, but no, these, yeah. Don't
1: don't put so him on. Not the even not even on a spiritual level. You have a guy like David Green who owns Hobby Lobby. You have the the, the family who started Chick Fil A. You know these are. Billion-dollar families, billion-dollar corporations that they run their faith-based, and you can see that Hobby Lobby and Chick Fil A—they're closed on Sundays, the number one shopping world, and I mean the number one the day where people shop, and they close on that day. So you could mm-hmm. just really see that those are people that have made it, and they haven't forgotten about God. So yeah. you can't. Say, but a lot of people got to stop saying, "Oh, people that get money, they turn it, they turn away from God." Maybe a few people do, but that's not everybody. You can't generalize everybody for the few. I do.
0: No, you're right. That's right. That's right. Like you said, your skew and your perspective is your experience. It shouldn't right. be, you know, downplayed. But as you said, you know, the world is so large and you're absolutely right. It's all about perspective and, and what you do when you gain to that level of whatever it is, right? Whatever, whatever success means to you. What does success mean to you?
1: Jeremy. Thank you for asking that question. Everybody who's listening to this, you need to define what success means to you. For me, success is simple. My kids are inspired by me and I can leave them with something great. If I can inspire my kids, that's, well, that's what success looks like to me. That's amazing. Um, for, for, for me, on the other hand, it's kind of similar, but a little different. Um, if my kids are happy with the man that I am, that's success to me. Mm.
0: That's, that's amazing. That's real prophetic. That's real prophetic. No, let me hear the worldview. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, so no, ser- seriously, for me, like if, because at the end of the day, regardless of how much money I make, regardless of how many lives we change, regardless of how much real estate we own at the end of the day, if my kids are not happy with the man that I am. I felt them as a parent. So that's just my view on it. You, and I, we, we, and we saw that in high school. We saw a lot of kids that we, because I'm you in high school, we transferred, my mom was a visionary. She wanted us to go to a different school across the track. Let's just put it that way. And we saw kids who, I mean, their parents were, you know, doctors, lawyers, on Fortune 500 companies, but the, the kids hated the parents. And I'm like, how could you hate your parents when you guys have everything that you want? Bro, you have, you're, you're 18, you have your own house. Like, how can you hate your parents? But understanding that, It's not just about the material things, you know? So for us, it's just, if my kids are happy with the man that I am, I'm successful.
0: That's amazing. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You know what? I wanted to ask you guys uh, really quickly, switching gears a little bit. um, What are some good states that are good for like investment in real estate? I'm noticing that a lot of folks are flocking to Atlanta. What 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 did you guys take on that in terms of, you know? To build a good portfolio, whether investment or real estate.
1: Disclaimer, we don't own any property in any of these states, but these are states that we're looking at and this is not investment. Hold on, before you even say states, I I think you got to be clear on what it is that you want to do. Because it's certain states that are great for you to flip houses in, and then there's certain states for you to build a rental portfolio. portfolio. She said rental portfolio. She said rental portfolio. But again, this is not financial advice. These are states that we're looking at to buy more rentals we're looking in the state of Ohio, we're looking in the state of Indiana. Those are two states right now that we're looking at to start buying more property there. And, and again, that that all goes back, Like I think that's more so, I guess, relative to us because those are the type of asset classes that we want to buy in. But if you want high-end property, you want A-class property, you want to be in Miami, you want to be in LA, you want to be in New York. So you have to be clear on what type of asset you're looking to buy and then figure out what market makes sense for that asset class. And that boy just checked me, huh?
0: Right, he just checked both of us, but I like (laughs) it though. (laughs) No, but I love it, I love it. And this is real, this is some real good gems. I'm looking into real estate myself, more so real estate to live. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking into real estate to live. And it's been really tough because I love New York City. But, you know, New York is crazy. You know what I'm saying? New York is crazy. So I, I, I took a little vi- visit to PA. And I'm just, you know, making my way around the States. And, yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of selfishly asking you guys for some nuggets.
1: <laughs> but like, but it goes back to what my brother said. You got you gotta first. I think I, I, one of the books that I, I always recommend to people is um success habits and he talks about in that book the five habits that every person has successfully have and the first one is clarity you got to get clear on what you have to get clear on what it is that you want so you have to decide you know what do I want out of a place is PA when you're looking at its PA is it going to give you the things that you want so you just got to get, get clear on it. your parameter yeah
0: no. Absolutely, absolutely no, you're right, absolutely so let's talk about high level deals. i can't let you guys go if we don 't talk about the numbers, like you know jay Z said numbers don't lie, you know, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and you guys have flipped a lot, so let's talk about those high level deals. I was noticing on your um social media that one of your invest investment partners um you you were able uh to raise like some crazy astronomical number i'm not sure if it's uh, 150k but some crazy amount that they were able to lend you you guys didn't use it you didn't use that um you know that money uh, on your own that was lent to you so how do you get those type of deals or relationship how do you establish those high level relationships where you're using other people's money
1: so you mean oh, I- so so I don't want to say it's easy, but for us, it's, again, it's dating. You have, when you start getting around people, one, you want to be in the rooms with high network individuals or, or whatever you're seeking. You want to be in that's the room the, in. Yeah, so so that you're in. Yes. That's the answer. Get in the room. We pay to be in masterminds. We pay to go to meetups. We pay to be in the rooms with those individuals. That's number one. But then two, when you get in those rooms, don't just go trying to, to withdraw. You have to be able to deposit into people. So for us, we go in there, we add value in those rooms, and then we understand what people's goals are. So these investors, we understand, okay, we ask them, what are your goals? And if and if we can um, help them achieve their goals through one of our investment strategies, then it's a win-win for everybody. But to answer your question, like you said, get in the room. Pay to, If you can't pay to get in those rooms, because you're paying for who's not in the room, essentially. So we, we pay to get in these rooms, and being in those rooms, you get you begin to you begin to see how real money is made and real, and you begin to create real relationships that are really transformational
0: that's amazing getting into the room yep. for many of us uh, it's an issue uh, getting into those rooms so what are some steps that you guys can provide this is a grassroots podcast a lot of young people are listening to this this is going to be big I already I'm putting in the atmosphere that this is going to be a big podcast especially out of New York City what are some steps thank you what are some yeah. steps that someone that's young that maybe like you said don't have clarity how do they move to that next level because we all can't get in the million dollar rooms
1: well number one they got to do exactly what you just did they got to manifest it they got to manifest it like the Bible tells you life and death is in the power of the tongue. You see how you just said this will be a big podcast? They got to be able to manifest it and, and believe in themselves that it's, it's possible. I think first and foremost, you got to do that. And I think a lot of times, a lot of people overlook the mental game. That's really all it is. I'm sure after hearing us talk, you realize we ain't that smart. We is not. Right? <laughs> but what we what, what we've been able to do is overcome up here where a lot of people, they struggle with that. So I think that's first and foremost, you got to work on this. Man, I can
0: talk to y'all all all night, you know.
1: (laughs) I mean, like you said, one is to manifest. And then two, if you're trying, if you're young and you're up and coming and you want to get in these rooms, is like I said, you got to add value. Don't just come in this room trying to withdraw from people. You need to be able to deposit into that person. Hey, I'll wash your car, I'll cut your lawn, whatever it is, figure out what problem that they, what problem does that person have that you can solve? That's the biggest thing. If you're if you want to be in that room with those people, figure out what their problems are and then okay, what solution can you provide? And and that and that's huge because everybody else is just looking to withdraw as opposed to deposit. Everybody is going in everybody's DMs. Hey, bro, let me get it, let me talk to you. Let me do this, let me do this, as opposed to, and Raw, I remember Raw said this on the, on the interview. Bro, I ain't signing nobody. If I if I go on your page and you ain't got no MMG on your page, you ain't got none of Ross you ain't got none of Ross products on your page. I ain't never seen nothing. So like my brother said, stop people need to focus on stop trying to withdraw and make deposits, add value. Man, I
0: love that. I love that. You know, it's so funny you said that because, so, a part of the podcast, I also have um, an event planning business. That's where a lot of folks know me from. And I've been following this um, person for a long time in that industry and a um, so, uh, celebrity, you know, somebody that's a celebrity planner. And like you said, I just, I got in them DMs and I was like, yo, um, I would love to connect with you. But the way that I I approach her was a little bit different than I've done in the past. It was like a bother system. And like you said, a lot of us, yeah, for the most part, sometimes we don't understand that how we approach folks is from a withdrawal perspective. It's not how much value that I can add to you and add to your situation. And I love that. That is absolutely right. So how imperative is team? How is How imperative is a team? And I wanted to just read this. I wanted to um, read what you guys stated in your IG story because I really loved it. One of your stories, you stated that you prayed to make 100K in one year. Now your team is pushing 100K monthly. So you pray to earn 100K in one year. Now, successfully, your team and yourself are pushing 100K monthly. How do you- How old, that, that, how old
1: is that post? <laughs> oh, it's that old. It's right.
0: old, right. Uh-huh. It, it looked like it was old, yeah. Yeah, that,
1: that was probably like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Now, like, we don't make 100K in a month. I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> right. <laughs> Hey,
0: you, start, you start getting chills. <laughs> <I'm> like,
1: oh. <laughs> but but the the, the the team is everything, and if, if if I can if I can leave anybody a real gym, don't think you a one man show, a one woman show. If you if if you think you can do it all yourself, you are you already lost. And then the reason why I speak so passionate about that because we're four and a half years into this into this real estate game, and when we sold our cleaning company, we had part of the reason why we sold it, which my brother didn't say, uh, then state was because we didn't really like dealing with employees. So when we sold the company, it's like, oh man, we're just gonna do this real estate thing by ourselves. And for the first what, three years, we did it by ourselves. And it be, it started to become a nightmare, even though we we're making great money. And now as we continue, as we're building on our team, something that I wish we would have done a long time, uh, building on a bigger team, something I would have I wish we would have done a long time ago. Uh, we're starting to make strides and realize like, oh my God, we can do so much more because. You could, we multiply, we multiply Josh and Jeremy. It's already two of us. Now imagine if we each of us had two people to the team. We just multiplied our efforts by what? Four. Yeah. Teams are so important. And but make sure they're eight players though. Because we another mistake that we've made, and we have not been the best leaders, and I'm and and I and and I speak about that because I understand the importance of it. Don't let if somebody's not holding their weight on your team, let them go quick. You're doing, them a, you're doing them a favor, and you're doing yourself an even bigger favor. Don't try to be emotional. Oh, my God, I know they have kids. Oh, my God, I care about them, and we become friends. Listen, business is business. You need people on your team that are ready to win. Our culture within all of our companies is you must, and you must be willing to win. That is so important. So.
0: Amazing, amazing. Joshua?
1: Um, he hit the nail on the head. Uh, for us, it, it's team is 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 number one for us. We see the value. We see the benefit of it. Not only do we get the bill, but our team gets the bill. It's amazing to see them grow as we grow as a company. The cars that we want to get. So yep, and that's number one. And then two, um, as far as building the team and hiring. You know, to to Jeremy's point, what he said on. I heard Gary V say this, and now I'm a firm believer in it. You want to be fast to hire faster to fire and then fastest to promote. So basically what he was saying was people are gonna fluff on the interview. They're gonna fluff on their resume. If your gut tells you to hire somebody, get them hired. But you make sure you hire them with metrics. If you say, hey, I'm hiring you, but here's your metrics that you have to perform. If you can't perform these, these, um, these metrics, you have to let them go faster. And if they are excelling, they're crushing it, promote them the fastest.
0: Mm, yeah that's facts and a lot of organization is doing that right now yeah the the that mindset is a really good profitability mindset so that that makes sense absolutely
1: three books you just quote a little baby. Huh? Just, can call the little baby that's facts uh- Oh, really?
0: oh. <laughs> oh, God, don't talk about him either. Leave
1: him out. <laughs> I'm gonna say all the wrong names, right? For you.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> all right, three books. Three books you guys are reading right now that you want to share with us because I know you guys are intellectual thinkers. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> all right, three books.
1: Um, I'll go first. So my my, my, my go-to books is, are, one is The, the Energy Bus. Uh, It's my favorite book. It talks about, you know, you growing and having the right people on your bus to make sure you get to where you got to go. Number two, um, for me, is The Go-Giver. It's more so of a spiritual thing. The more you give, the more you shall receive. That's kind of the premise of the book. Um, And then the last one is called The Slight Edge. It talks about creating habits that are going to set you up uh, for success.
0: Just repeat those three again, please.
1: So one is The Energy Bus. That's one. Two is The Go-Giver. And the last one is the slight edge. And 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 I don't want to overwhelm people with books, so I'll just say one that I always recommend. I said success habits, but it's not success habits. It's called High Performing Habits by Brandon Prashard. It's a it's a it's a great and yellow book, and it talks about five habits. And it talks about five habits that m- most successful people have. And he studied a couple thousands. Millionaires and billionaires, and they all had these five common habits. So, High Performing Habits by Brandon Burchard is the book that I would suggest everybody should go and read.
0: Amazing, amazing. Gentlemen, thank you so much. I, I, my heart is so full. I want to personally thank you, Joshua, Jeremy, um, you know, just being so organic and, you know, not overthinking the process. I reached out and you all said, yes, let's do it. And you were so flexible with me. Um, so I just, I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm yeah. grateful.
1: And I, I really. Listen, we appreciate you having us and in, 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 in even reaching out to us. We understand that your time is valuable and you having us. Give You having us be able to give and share back, share with your audience is something that we don't take lightly. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: So as we wrap up, I wanted us to talk really briefly about conservative deals because I know you are conservative with some of your investments as well. I don't know if you want to just share how conservative you are or do you agree that it is good to be conservative at times? If you want to just kind of like mention that a little bit?
1: I won't. I won't. I wouldn't say we're necessarily conservative. We just understand right now where we are in the landscape as far as what the market is. You know, everything has a cycle, and real estate has a ten-year cycle. We're a little bit past that ten-year cycle, so for us, I won't say we're conservative. We're just looking at deals a little bit differently. Let me put it better. We're we're high risk takers, but we conservatively run our numbers. If that makes sense. So we take yes. a lot of risk. But when we run the numbers and we do our analysis, we're conservative on that end.
0: Yes. Thank you. Because I got a quote from you guys. So yeah, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I wanted to ask, because one of your um, uh, quotes online, you, you you spoke about not investing, like not investing in a situation that's not conducive, like not, it's not benefit. The numbers doesn't work. Right. And as we segue, as we close of this episode, many of us as entrepreneurs, whether you're working on a nine to five or whatever the case may be, you might be investing time or looking for a profit margin. That's not happening, especially if you have a business. Speaking to my entrepreneurs right here, what would you guys advise to someone who is investing all that they got, all their might, all their everything, but they're not seeing profits? What is your take on that?
1: We've been there before. We've been and, it all, and it all depends. Like it's two reasons why you're not seeing profit. Number one is you're just doing things the wrong way. You could be working hard as you want. We were there before, working as hard as we want. But if you're working hard on the wrong thing, you're not gonna see profits. That's number one. And then number two, um, you don't see profits is because you're just doing, you, you know, you're, you're maybe doing the right thing, but you're not doing it the right way. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree.
1: But I, I, now I just want everybody to know we've been there before. Well, we've been working hard, not making any profits. Part of it can be you, know, you. You need to you need to either hire somebody to come in and help you, because there's two ways to 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 a point: either straight line or finding somebody else that have already been there. And I know for the longest, you know, my brother and I, we try to figure things out by ourselves, and you lose so much time trying to do that. we're at a point now where how can we buy more time and the way we buy more time is finding somebody paying them and getting us to that point faster because you can always make more money you can't always make you can't make more time love it
0: love it that's it right there well we want to thank you so much for being a part of chop it up before you go we got a nice little series at the end before you go to lighten up the note um all right you have five senses. Out of the five senses, which one you're going, you can get rid of and which one you'll keep. Five senses. Which one you keep, which one you can get rid of or do without?
1: You mean like, taste, smell. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't Yeah, yeah, the five senses. I can do without smell. I need to, my eyesight. I need to keep these eyes. <laughs> All
0: right. Okay, cool, cool.
1: <laughs> um, come on question. It's a
0: rabbit. Oh man, I know
1: that's a good question, friend. right? Like, no, no, I am like, I'm, Like, I, I, I want to keep my eyesight because we live in a beautiful world, whether we know that or not, but I don't know which side I could live without. That's the it's, only thing. Yeah. You
0: it's
1: know what, top. Probably, probably smell as well. Probably smell yeah. as well. Yeah. You
0: know what? notice you know what's so crazy every time I ask a man that that's what they say
1: <laughs> every time hey, I need to see y'all, well, y'all dirt, nasty dirt. y'all see. wanna smell we gonna see
0: <laughs> listen you guys thank you so much it's been an honor it's a pleasure we wish you much success I wish you much success as you do the same for our podcast and everything else and I just thank you. Thank you so much.
1: I'm, I'm looking forward to looking back a few months from now and saying, oh, my God, we was one of the first couple of guests on this show. Now look at where it is now. So top keep- five, top three, top three uh, podcasts in the world.
0: That's facts. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And how do we do that? Well, we actively, you guys are listeners. You actively like this episode, subscribe, follow the Mathias Twins online, follow them online, follow Chop It Up. All right. We chop it up about lifestyle, real stuff that's happening in our community. So definitely follow us, subscribe to our Spotify, Spotify, as well as our YouTube channel, and definitely just share the content. Right, guys?
1: Yes, please share it. Yep. Yes, please share
0: the content. Yeah. Guys, have a beautiful evening. Thank you again for joining us and chop it up.
1: All right. Thank you. Thank Bye. you.